Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence, Holy Family, and St. Joseph in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Dan Rota, and with me I have Father Eli Giske. How are you doing today, Father Eli? Good, good. It's good to be with you. Yeah, Father Eli just uh, got back from his... Uh, yeah, we got back from our mission trip. Mission trip with the diocese. Yeah, so it was a short mission part, but we had a, also a pilgrimage element and then the conference, the Steubenville Conference with the youth, and it's great. It's good to see the kids, how they responded, and I feel like it was a really good experience for them, and uh, I enjoyed getting to know them better, and it was fun to see other other people from our diocese. So we had about 90 people, adults and kids, I think from our parishes, we had about 24, 25 that went, maybe something like that. And um, yeah, it was really good, really good. Yeah, you guys got back at 8.30 last night? Yeah, yeah. So got back in plenty of time to get to bed on time, yep. unpack a little bit, unwind, and yeah, it's good Good to be back. Good, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good to have everyone back. It was uh, pretty quiet last week. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which to a certain extent is nice, but, yeah. but it's nice to get life back also. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's good. How was, uh, was there any like big highlights? A lot of the kids talked about, uh, there was one night during the, um, conference where they did adoration and they did like a Eucharistic procession where the monstrance was processed around the different sections of the, so we were in a stadium. It was at Missouri State University or something like that, so... We were in the stadium because there's a lot of people there. Um, a lot of kids talked about that experience as being very powerful. We also went to the Our Lady of Guadalupe Shrine in La Crosse, and a lot of kids talked about that as well, how powerful that was just to go and be there and pray there. And um, So, yeah, was I think those were some of the highlights for myself. Just uh, being with the kids, getting to know them, hearing about their lives. Um, I feel like that's something I wanted to do this whole year, but it just hasn't happened yet, partly because of COVID, partly because it's just hasn't happened yet. So mm-hmm. it was good to have yeah. a venue where I spend more time with them to get to hear who they are and what what their dreams are, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and then, yeah, just hearing the confessions, lots of good confessions there. Probably heard uh, five or six hours of confessions over the course of the three days so yeah nice no uh grass getting cut with scissors yeah we didn't get to do that i was i was really promoting that i know last (laughs) podcast and it didn't happen we we ended up doing other things for our our service yeah good good um yeah yeah i i've heard a couple stories just from karen just this morning and so it's cool to yeah just it's cool to see god working in the kid's life yeah yeah. So, um, yeah, cool. Any any like uh, low lights? <laughs> low lights. Uh, hmm. There. So, the service that we did, we just had one service day because we had to change last minute. There was a water main break. Oh where we no. were supposed to go, so we had to change. So we ended up going to the cathedral. Our so our bus, the bus that I was on, went to Cathedral in St. Paul to do our, our work. And the, the work that we did wasn't super like, yeah, like 
we're really making a difference here. I mean, we were cleaning the church. We were yeah. doing some gardening, doing some weeding, doing some cleanup, et cetera, um, which is all good and helpful. I I wish we would have unpacked it a little bit more with the kids. I wasn't in charge, so, but I, I think it could have been one of those things where I was like, this service doesn't seem that important or whatever, you know, because you're not like, you're not at a soup kitchen, you're not at a orphanage, you're not at a mm-hmm. place. And a lot of those things aren't open still right now, so that's part of why we couldn't do those things. But the other part was last minute we sort of had to come up with a plan. So or that was my understanding of what happened anyway. Um, so, but what I took away from it was everything we do with a heart open to Christ and wanting to serve can be a powerful thing. And um, like I looked at, like I looked at our two maintenance guys, all the stuff that they do in our parishes here and I was like man these guys go through a lot like just we were like one of the things we did was like sweep between the pews I mean the cathedral is a huge building Mm -hmm. and found some pretty cool treasures like (laughs) there was a little lapel pin there was uh lots of little like worms and crackers and all kinds of little good treasures it's like yeah it's good to be reminded like this is part of parish Mm -hmm. life is needing to just clean and and make the place presentable for those who come. And um, it's not something I spend a lot of time typically. I mean, when we had the maintenance guy gone from here at St. Lawrence, I did a little bit of that. But it's just good to be reminded that some people, this is all they do. Like, they they work and they clean, and that's how they make their living. And that's a worthwhile thing. And so for, for me, that was my little reflection as I was doing that and as I was thinking about that. But it's not something we processed with the kids. So I just wonder... We never got around to that, but that would have been maybe something to do um, is to reflect on like, okay, when we serve, does it matter so much what we do? I mean, it's helpful if it's something we feel like it's really meaningful, but there's a lot of things that we're called to do that are maybe on the surface level don't seem that meaningful, and, and yet they are. They're needed. And so, um, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but yep. that was something yep. I was thinking about as we were doing that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, yeah, those th- those trips, that I mean, they always have, you know, it's just like so much happens that yeah. it it is hard to like go through and really like digest it all. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. They, so, I remember as a kid, I was never super like I love the concert feel at these conferences. Yeah, I was more like, yeah, it's too much for me, <laughs> and I still have that. That's like my initial reaction, but I can see for the kids it's. It's helpful, uh, you know, so it's something I don't necessarily appreciate, but I think to some degree some of them appreciate it. I know some of them were a little turned off by it, but others I think really was helpful for them. So um, just like when you go to the conference that the music is upbeat, the it's kind of like cool and the lights and everything. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, by the end I'm just like, I just, I want to, I want to have, quiet adoration i want adoration where nobody's talking nobody's telling me what to think about nobody's reflecting with me i just want to pray with the lord but that's where i am in my own spirituality like i don't need to be led into a reflection i i, I just want to be with the lord and i don't want to have somebody talking at me while we're, we're doing yeah. it but yeah i think where these kids are at that's what they that's for some of them it was very helpful so um those are some of the things you just got to put aside and recognize mm-hmm. okay it doesn't have to be about me yeah it's not about me so it's not even about these kids it's about them encountering the lord and, and 
And that definitely happened. I saw that definitely happen. So that's yep. good. That's awesome. That's really, that's really cool. Um, well, we have uh, a couple of things going on this week, but nothing too crazy. Yeah. Um, so coming up on Thursday, not this Thursday, but next Thursday, the uh, 22nd and the 29th, um, the Teen Discipleships Nights start. They're going to be at Cathedral this year, yeah. not Newman. Um, but it's the same schedule. So Mass at 5 and then like a barbecue, a talk, and then uh, doing speedball down in Canal Park. Sure. So yeah. So any anybody that's the high school group? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anybody, yeah. anybody from our parishes who's in high school can go to those nights. Mm-hmm. Ninth through 12th grade. Yeah, and then uh, there's a dinner or something. It's like yeah, a, it's yeah, like a picnic. A, a picnic, um, okay. This Thursday uh, here at St. Lawrence from 3 to 6, I believe, uh, and it's for Stella Maris, so our Catholic schools here in Duluth are hosting a little picnic to kind of welcome our new president, our Catholic schools president, Andrew Hilliker. So he and I presume his family are going to be there and this is kind of opportunity for the families to come and meet him, and and uh, yeah, should be should be a good day. I think um, they're planning to have it outside, and bring bring a picnic, lunch or something or dinner. Sure. And uh, yeah, I'm not the organizer, but they asked if they could have it here on the grounds, and I said sure. So. Yeah, great. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of it. So it's, uh, I mean. Kind of a quiet time. Yeah, kind of a quiet week. Um, but uh, today we are going to talk about uh, how do we witness our faith and uh, what does that really mean for us as Catholics to uh, to be witnesses and to uh, live the faith in a visible way. Um, so, uh, but, but before we get into that, we will witness the faith by praying. So, Father, okay. could you open us in a prayer? Yeah. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, help us uh, to be open to you, to be open to be your witnesses. Bless our conversation today, and may it be helpful for our listeners. And we ask you, Lord, to bless our parishioners, especially any who are struggling, who are in need of prayers. We lift them up to you, and we give thanks for the blessings of this past week, the mission trip, and the Steubenville conference that the youth were on may it may may it bear much fruit in their lives and the lives of their families and friends whoever they're coming into contact with as they come back and um, yeah we just pray for continued growth of awareness of how God is calling us as a parish to serve and to to bring the light of the gospel into the world we ask our mother to intercede for us hail Mary Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Yeah, thanks. Um, okay, so, witnesses. Talking about uh, be it w- being witnesses. Uh, I mean, a couple weeks ago, when we were talking about the martyrs, we were talking about how they... Um, our witnesses and the word witness comes from the word martyr. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when we look at it from that kind of standpoint, it can be like a very much like, you know, uh, like visibly living out the faith where people don't like that. And, uh, 
you know, you could die because of it where we, for the most part, don't have to worry about that in mm-hmm. today's age. Um, but we're still called to be witnesses in the way of, you know, visibly, you know, living out the faith and not just so that people see it, but just kind of like the result of living out the faith is that people see it. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we don't do it to get a, to draw attention to ourselves, but really to draw people to Christ. And um, if we if we were only doing it for ourselves, then we're not doing it right. Um, but it's it is um, that fine line of how do we? I, I think to be a witness is necessary. We're all called to it, and our circumstances dictate what that looks like and how do we do that. I think for most of us, it's probably mostly about developing friendships and connections with other people and then using that connection. Not that we use it, but because of that connection, then that whoever we're with can be connected to the Lord if we're connected to the Lord. So it's a matter of um, being willing to be a witness to others of who Christ is just by your own experience. I mean, we're, we're all experts of our own story of who we are and how we've how our life has gone and so we can we can speak from that place of this is how Christ has worked in my life etc cetera, etc cetera. um and to be a witness sounds so out there or like scary even but it's it like if you're truly a follower of Jesus then it kind of comes naturally to some degree um it's just part of who we are and not being not being afraid of that, not not sort of hiding our faith, but just being unapologetically Catholic, always in charity, right? So I think that's one of our challenges: is we don't want to be just someone who wins arguments or who is always right or who um, always has the right thing to say, but we want to be someone who loves other people, and because we love other people. We want them to know Jesus because that's why we have joy in our life and that's where our joy comes from. And if we're truly connected to Christ, um, there will be joy in our life. So, Yeah, and I think that's, I mean, that's a great point because I have heard a lot of conversion stories that started off with like, well, I have this friend and they're just happy all the time and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to know why they were happy or why they were joyful. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like I've heard that a number of times and way more than, oh, this one person told me this truth about the faith and it changed my life. Like mm-hmm. there definitely is some of those where it's mm-hmm. like an intellectual conversion. Yeah. But so many times it's just like this person is just so happy all the time and it's annoying mm-hmm. and I had to find out why. Yeah, yeah. And they, they loved me where I was. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think that's why the relationship aspect is so important because if we don't have a relationship or a friendship with somebody, why would we listen to them? Like, why would we care what they say? Why is it important? I mean, it's so easy when you hear a headline or hear something to say, oh, I disagree. But if it's a friend who says something, you might say, well, why do they think that way? I know this person. I love them. I care for them. Why do they think this way? And so... It's a little bit, it, it, a little bit harder just to kind of dismiss it, you know, and so I think it, a friendship allows 
for a deeper conversation connection with someone uh, and yeah I mean I, I think sometimes it can be a hindrance because because we're friends we might say well I don't want to talk about that with my friends because I don't mm -hmm. want to lose a friend or I don't want to challenge my friend or I don't want to be that annoying friend or whatever but if we have confidence that God is working through us and we're not after like a person to like convert them or make them a better Christian or you know tell them they're wrong but we're we're just trying to love them and and share with them who we are in Christ that Christ can work through that and often does so yeah uh, when I was in focus there's this um, like I heard this or this kind of idea that basically was like you have to earn the right to like speak into somebody's life mm -hmm. yeah because and I mean we see this with a lot of um, yeah if you don't have a relationship with somebody if somebody tells you like oh you're living your life wrong or or even if it's not like aggressive like that but if just you know if something's proposed to you mm -hmm. and you don't have any like connection to that person it's easy just to be like oh like who are you who are you to tell me what to do yeah or so, why, why should I care like that. Yeah. yeah yeah and um and it kind of brings me to this uh, quote that we talked about a couple weeks ago from Pope Paul the sixth that's uh, the world listens to witnesses more than they listen to teachers. And if they do listen to teachers is because they were witnesses first. Hmm. Uh, and I was thinking a little bit about this quote just from like, I mean, it made me think of like just school and just from like a worldly perspective a little bit. Like when it comes to like teachers, like the best teachers are the ones that like made a connection with you and like made you care about it, whether it was, you know, European history or math or whatever, mm -hmm. like the best teachers kind of like witnessed what they were teaching, not just like, here's the information. And a lot of the like bad teachers that I had, like didn't make me care about it. It's kind of like, you don't care about this. Why should I care about this? Right. You know? And so that, that even on like a level when it just comes to like education, like the best teachers are good, not because they're I mean, maybe yes, because they're good teachers, but because they're actually like, they care about what they're saying and they like are kind of, to a certain extent, like witnessing the information, not just teaching it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're, what they teach is also what they live. You know, that's, it's connected. Uh, I think it, yeah, if, if, if we're preaching something and we're not living it, or at least trying to live it, um, and people see right through that. They're going to see that right away, and it's yeah, it's almost like worse, right? Because yeah, yeah. then people are like, well, I've I've heard Christians talk about this and that and the other thing, and this is what they say, but they don't do it. They don't follow it, and that can really turn people off. I mean, to some degree, we're all hypocrites, right, because we all fall short, but there's a difference between, like, I'm doing my best, and I'm trying, and just like, yeah, this is the right thing to say, but I have like a double life. Like I don't really try to live this. Only uh, only what's public. I have a different public persona than a private one, or my thoughts are different than what I say or whatever. I mean, or you know, I I preach some of the gospel, but not all of it. <laughs> yeah. You know. So yeah. 
uh, people are going to see through that, and it's it's not compelling. So we have to we have to be converted ourselves really before we can be those witnesses, and that is a challenge because it basically means we have to be disciples. We have to be following Jesus. We can't. It's impossible for us to be a witness without being a disciple. And sometimes I think we get that wrong. Sometimes we we tell people, okay, you can be a catechist, you can be a you can be a priest, you can be a, a teacher in a Catholic school, you can be a whatever, and and they're not converted themselves, they're not a true disciple, they're not really following Jesus, or there's parts of their life that they haven't given over to Christ, and because of that, it whatever they're doing falls flat. They don't they aren't able to bring true fruit because people look at their life and they say, This isn't congruent, it doesn't fit with who you are and how you're living. So, I mean, it's hard because we all, like I said, we all fall short. But again, there's that difference between I'm striving, I'm doing my best, I'm trying to follow Christ, and I'm not really making that effort. Yeah, I, I have a, a, a maybe mediocre example to share about this. Right. And when I was in, I think I was in 10th grade, I had to take uh, the like activity or the physical education class that we had. Oh, sure. It was called Health, Wellness, and Fitness. Oh, sure. And um, I would say that our teacher wasn't necessarily healthy, well, or fit. Sure. And sure. so it's just like one of those things. I was like, okay, well, why should I believe anything? <laughs> why, should, why should I intake anything that you say? Because right. I don't see it's working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're definitely not applying this in your life sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so, um, and even that, that is kind of accelerated on like a spiritual level too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, and yeah, I, I maybe that's because there is that or we we've had to deal a lot in the past, you know, maybe forty, fifty years with this, with that kind of dynamic mm-hmm. that the we've been doing a lot of teaching, right, but not a lot of witnessing, right, in the church, and. Uh, and that's what I, you know, I think a lot of the stuff that we're comfortable with is the the teaching part because it's the people that are already coming to mass. Mm-hmm. So like we don't have to witness to them because they're already here. Yeah. Or that that's the way that we think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like when it, you know, the how we've done faith formation for ever has just been, oh, we'll just come and uh, memorize this uh, catechism, yeah. and then you can go on your way. Then then you're ready. It's just like this emphasis on teaching. Yeah. Because they need to know the faith, which they 100% do. Right. But it's not. Uh, but then people leave and they don't come back. Yeah. Because they're like, why should I care? Yeah. I know this, but why should I care about why it? Why does it matter? This yeah. information, what does it do for me? Yeah. No, I think you're right. And I feel like the last five, ten years that I've been paying attention, there's been sort of a many Catholics kind of saying, we need to. Do this differently. We need to make disciples. That word gets thrown around a mm-hmm. lot. You know, like the Sherry Woodell movement, the whatever, these kind of movements that are like, even the stuff we were just talking about, the Amazing Paris stuff, it's like discipleship, discipleship, discipleship. Like, we need to be followers of Jesus before we can help people live as Catholics that are going to change things in the world. We can't just be Sunday Catholics. We can't just be people who are I'm a Catholic, but I never talk about my faith. I never do anything about my faith. I don't ever pray. I never, you know, like this. Th- it's a not 
a winning strategy of, of sharing the faith to just tell people to memorize things or to just come on Sundays or so it's like there's this we're recognizing there there needs to be more and how do we do that and we're not in the practice of it right so like you said we're we're not we haven't been doing it very well for the last 50 years or whatever so now that we're getting to this point where it's like guys we really got to change <laughs> our strategy it's hard right people are yeah. like why do we need to do that we have never done that before why why should we change now like mm-hmm. and there's there's some that are kind of blind to like the reality of like there are people leaving the church like crazy or people are not staying in the church more more or less uh people the church has little very little credibility in the eyes of the world and and people are kind of like blind to that in many ways like they don't care like they just want to keep doing catholic simple version of like basic things like i go to mass i don't talk about my faith i don't pray whatever you know it's like no that is not working in some sense probably it's never worked but we've yeah. kind of lived with this idea of like that's enough like we did enough but especially now in a culture that is so dramatically opposed to um the gospel and jesus and the church it, we're being attacked really or we're being told that what we value is no longer of importance or it's wrong even so we need to we need to address those things and really the only way to do that is in a context of discipleship where we're following Jesus where we're our life is about following Jesus not about anything else and it's a radical thing and it's it is calling people on to something that maybe they're maybe it seems uncomfortable or maybe it seems kind of extreme but it's like the only way the only way that faith is going to get passed on in a meaningful way is if we start being followers of Jesus and and have that sort of intentional living of the faith. So, um, and that's a shift. That's definitely a shift from like when I was growing up, like what we received or the mindset that we received. It was not talked about in that way at all. It was like, love Jesus, you know, learn the Ten Commandments, learn things, you know, receive your sacraments, and, and then everything else will just fall into place. And it's, Yeah, yeah, there's... Uh, there is this mentality that I'm not totally sure where it came from, but I see it a lot. Um, or at least I have seen, I've heard of it a lot in like from my mom about, or just my parents from like, they're kind of from when they grew up and just like from families and, uh, you know, both grew up Catholic, but this, that that was like, oh, what you like, don't really talk about your faith. Yeah. And it was somehow this men- this mentality came that like, oh, don't talk about your faith with other people. Yeah. When Jesus never said that. Yeah, definitely Like not. he said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Mm-hmm. Like go tell people he sent out missionaries. He didn't say, okay, all this just like, keep to yourself and don't t- t- tell anyone about and once you find out just keep that in your heart and yeah. never tell anybody <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and it's and so like think about that I was like where did that come from on like a cultural level and how'd that get into our our church because that's not a christian thought at all right and so it's just um but if it's something that i, I even see in myself sometimes it's like oh like this isn't um, like I was never told to like 
don't tell, don't talk to people about your faith, but it was just like, that was the example you got. Yeah. Yeah. It was just the, that was the witness you received. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And, um, and I, I mean, that's definitely kind of changed over the years and, um, even seen like, um, and like, I, I feel like, you know, you, you get maybe both of the examples, but it's just kind of like ingrained in like the culture. And then, um, especially in our culture now where it's like, we shy away from anything that's uncomfortable. Well, I don't know if we were shy. We either shy away from what's uncomfortable or we get mad at each other and, and you know, there's there's no, like, civil conversation about, like, where we might differ and why that might yeah. be the case. And so we're, we're kind of afraid to offend people on the one hand. Uh, and maybe we're not all that confident in our own relationship with Jesus. And so... It's like, well, what would I say? Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> what do I have to share, you know? And so, uh, you know, I think witnessing the faith to others, a lot of it is just living your faith, but not necessarily always speaking about it right away. Like speaking about it in the right context, like being a kind person, being a charitable person, being a person who looks to serve others being a person that um, affirms others and and appreciates others, these are like sort of like building blocks to the foundation and they open the doors then to further discussions because like you said before, people are joyful. Why is this person always so joyful? Why, are, why is this person always so grateful? Why is this person always so kind and, and nice? And like that, people ask that question and then when they find out the source of that joy is Christ, it's like, okay, you know, that, that says something. And so we have to be willing to share and talk about Jesus, but I think sometimes we either do that too soon before there's a relationship established, or we never do it. We never get to that point. We just we just stay on the nice level. Why is that person nice? They're just a nice person. Mm-hmm. Why is that person a, a good person? We never, we never allow those conversations to develop into a faith conversation. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a balance. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of, you talked a little bit about like what can hinder us from being witnesses. And a lot of that it is like fear, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm um, you know, fear of being called like a weird churchy person or, um, or just, or, you know, maybe on the extreme example, um, but it's probably a fear more than it's a reality. It's like thinking like, oh, people who don't agree with what I do uh, will like get angry with, angry with me yeah. and won't talk to me again. Yeah. You know, which very well could happen to some people. Yeah. But probably not a reality for most people. Yeah. I think, you know, the world of social media, we see people just throwing stuff out there sometimes. And not, like, I I don't go on Facebook, but I hear people say, oh, one of my friends posted this thing and I didn't like it, but I didn't say anything. Or also they'll say, I, and, I, and I, I said something about it on there and, and they got really mad. And so it's it's like we, we'll have these conversations virtually, but we won't have them in person. Yeah. And um, I don't know, there's something unhealthy about that, I think. But I think it also shows that We're, 
I don't know. We we just struggle to, to to really see each other as people. It's like we we so easily turn somebody into, oh, they believe this, or they they think this, or they're this kind of person, or I'm afraid I'm going to be pigeonholed as this kind of person or whatever. So I won't say anything or I won't do anything. And instead of just saying, yeah, you're a person, you have different views than me. You, you know, your life is different than mine. That's okay. We're, we're both human. We're both living here. (laughs) We know each other, whatever, you know, we're, we're, um, hesitant or afraid to be different and to try to talk about our differences. It's like we either ridicule someone who's different or we try to say, you're the same as me and we're on the same team and let's get those other guys. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, it is a challenge. How do you break that down? How do you overcome that? And again, I think that's where the, the kindness, the the understanding, the, um, the prayerfulness, the whatever, the, these traits that we would attribute to someone who follows Jesus mm-hmm. and how Jesus has affected their life, that can open doors, right? Because people are going to say, okay, this person doesn't judge me. This person doesn't leap to those conclusions, but they're willing to talk about their life. Yeah. And at the same time, like risking the chance that they might not like it. Right. Right. You know, cause that's, um, that's a reality. That's a reality. So, um, yeah, I mean, you look at Jesus, and he was the witness, and people didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the kind of age of the martyrs is maybe over, and I don't know, maybe we'll come back, I don't know. But uh, but still, like, people may, may not like that, and uh, that's kind of, I mean, it's it's a risk, but it's a risk that you kind of have to take, right? right. Um, but then, you know, as we kind of talk more, and... Um, like just about being a witness it's definitely i mean we've probably talked about this already but you know it's not just like standing on the street corner and preaching that's not really being a witness Mm -hmm. that's probably more being a teacher Mm -hmm. um but um like being a witness and um witnessing the faith to other people like what does that look like on a day-to-day basis um i know like like for me it was at, like at some point in my life I had to get over like not wanting to do the sign uh, like to do like the sign of the cross before I ate out in public. Like yeah. that was something that was just like, which really like, I don't know, is that bit that big of a deal? Probably not. But at one point in my, t- in my life, I was just like, oh, I don't want to like be weird. Mm-hmm. Like I'm be the only person who, who does that. Or like, okay, if I'm in a group, then, then, then I'll do it when I'm in a group. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When it, when I got back up, yeah. Or but, with, with your when you're with a group of friends who aren't all Catholic, yeah. And you're having lunch, yeah. Do you pray or not? Yeah. Or you just say, "I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say a quick prayer." You can join me if you want. That sort of thing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's challenging to do that sometimes. And having, having that confidence. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there's probably definitely been times where, like, I haven't, and you look back, I'm like, why did I not? Like, no one's gonna be like, "Oh, well, you can't eat with us," or like, <laughs> "Please leave, get out of here," you know. <laughs> Um, uh, th- there are those awkward times where you're like at a restaurant and then like the waiter comes up like in the middle of your, pr- yeah. well, like while you're yeah. praying, like th- that is, that, that is kind of an awkward moment. Yeah. But, uh, 
Um, but yeah, just, just something as little as that. Uh, uh, I've like, I've heard stories of people who have seen like people in like a, you know, at college in like the food court, seen somebody do the sound of the crotch and, and went up and like talked to them. Yeah. So like, I've, I've heard stories like that before. And that's just, that's just a simple thing that we can do. Um, that is like being a witness and be like, Hey, this is what I believe. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then people coming up and talking to them about it and be like, Hey, yeah, I, you know, I saw you did the sign of the cross. I haven't been to church in a while. I'm kind of like struggling with this and mm-hmm. just like open their life up and be like, you don't yeah. even know who I am. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? So God can use those things. So it's definitely, you know, wearing a crucifix, wearing a medal, um, when 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 a friend does reveal something like they're struggling with or whatever, you know, offering to pray with them, these these are things we can do. And they may say no, no, thank you, or or they might not care about your crucifix or whatever. But it it's kind of like you're you're available. You're making so, yourself available. Mm-hmm. And it's not about again. We can be so sensitive or so embarrassed or so. Um, worried about how are people going to perceive me you know versus just like lord i'm here i'm your instrument i'm i'll just do whatever you want me to do and instead of we let fear or we let our worries keep us from being a witness even in the smallest simplest ways as you mentioned so yeah i think it's often small things that lead to bigger things right Mm -hmm. so we sometimes don't want a big thing or we're afraid that there's going to be a big thing, but we don't need to do a big thing. We can just do a small thing. And then when, it, when the time is right, when the Lord is ready, he'll do a big thing. If we do the small things, you know, you can do the sign of the cross when you eat your lunch, you can wear a crucifix. You can be willing to pray with somebody or, or, or just have a conversation with a friend who's struggling and who knows how God is going to use that to start something, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a couple of years ago, my dad was, he was on an airplane. He was going, so I don't even know where he was going, but he was reading like a Matthew Kelly book, mm-hmm. uh, like on the flight. Sure. And he was in like the middle seat. And, um, like one of the people sort of like asked him about it. And they were like a fallen away Catholic. And then the other guy on the other side of him was also like, either Catholic or fallen away or something like that. And they talked about faith the entire hmm. flight for like two hours. Yeah. And it's just, it's just like you're just reading a book. Yeah. And just kind of like, yeah, made himself available, which at the same time, you know, usually when somebody was reading a book, it's like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. But, but there's something about just having you know, people seeing like across or something and be like, oh, I can talk to this person. Yeah. Or like, I, I, hey, I have a question. Do you mind if I would do this, like, talk for a second? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, like, just little things. Yeah. And then, yeah, kind of like you're saying, like, let God do the big thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I was on a walk with Father Ryan, actually. We went down to the lake walk and we were walking uh, maybe two weeks ago, something like that. And we were just walking. We were both in our clerics, so, like, the priest dress. <laughs> and, uh, and a couple guys were walking the other way, and they, they just said, oh, you guys are something, like you're religious or something. Tell me about, so we, we got into a conversation just by what we're wearing, you know, and that's often the case. And when I travel as a priest, there's always that 
moment where you have to decide, am I going to travel as a priest? Am I going to wear priest clothes so that people mm -hmm. can see me as a priest? And, you know, you often have those airplane conversations where it's like, all right, they're going to ask, what do you do for, for <laughs> or, Oh, you're, you're a priest or you're, are you some kind of minister or whatever? And so sometimes the temptation is like, I do not want to have another one of those conversations right now. I just I'm on vacation or whatever. I don't want to deal with that. But it's like, well, that's part of my call is to be willing to have those conversations. And so, um, but it is interesting. Sometimes we can have a little resistance. Like, I don't want to do that right now, Jesus. I'm I'm not Christian right now. I'm I'm beach, I'm tired. I'm a beach bum, or I'm tired, or I'm I just want to watch my movie. I just want to read my book. I just want to whatever. And we can have that self. It's kind of like. I would compare it to like a child and a parent and the child needs something. And, and as a parent, I'm sure there's moments where you're just like, I just want to turn you off. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you don't, you don't get to bother me right now. Like I'm done with that. <laughs> and you can't, right. You gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta be available. And that's kind of an, in a certain sense, what we're called to as, as Catholics, as Christians is to be available to what God wants to do in a particular moment. So, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I think that's great. And it's something that we make it seem like it's this big, scary dragon. But in reality, it's like, okay, no, like just make, make the, the little choice or uh, like say the, the little yes. Yeah. You know, and let God do, do, do the big stuff, but yeah. we just got to do the little stuff. And right. I think, um, I think that, that's a great way to look at it too. Cause it's like, yeah, it can sometimes, seem scary mm -hmm. um and and yeah th there might be some times and certain people will have certain gifts or called to do a little bit not even crazier things but things that are a little more um like out there just like kind of like uh asking asking like asking people like oh hey like do you like are you christian or like having or doing stuff a little bit more i think what we would think of today as like crazy mm-hmm Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, like most people don't even have to do that. Right. It's like, let's just, uh, like what's the, the little thing yeah. and kind of go from there. The more, uh, confident we get to, the more, God's uh, gonna use that. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I think, uh, I think that's probably a good way to, good place to, 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 to stop it. But you know, we're happy to have you back. Yeah. Good um, to be back. Thank you everybody for, uh, for listening to this episode, uh, you know, challenge for the week is to just be a be a witness in a small way. Mm -hmm. And uh, if there's any cool stories, let us know. Yeah, tell us, share us, share yeah. us your story. And um, yeah, thank you all for joining. Uh, hope you have a great rest of your day. And uh, yeah, we will catch you next time.